Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, May 1st. I'm Jonathan All, in for Wayne Pratt. Native American advocates are hoping to pass a bill that would require teaching about indigenous history in Illinois schools. The United States is on our territories, built on our genocide, and our school systems currently are undereducating, if not miseducating, about Native peoples. Even though proponents of the measure say it doesn't go far enough, it still faces some opposition. That story's coming up on The Gateway. Mike Shannon, who spent nearly 60 years as a St. Louis Cardinals broadcaster and player, has died. He was 83. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer has more on Shannon's career and life. First a player in the 1960s and later becoming a broadcaster in the 70s, Shannon was an essential member of the Cardinals organization. He was a member of two World Series championship teams in 64 and 67. After his playing career was cut short because of a kidney disease, Shannon turned to broadcasting. The St. Louis native gave an emotional farewell to fans two years ago. You're the reason we're all here. You're the fans. You've made it so nice for me over the years. Shannon will be remembered for his entertaining style and sometimes quirky remarks that became known as Shannonisms. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner wants a new judge to preside over a case aimed at removing her from office. Gardner filed the request on Friday, and it does not include any details on why she wants someone other than Judge John Torbitsky to hear arguments. Attorney General Andrew Bailey is seeking to have Gardner removed from office for what he alleges is incompetence for mishandling cases, understaffing due to a dysfunctional work environment, and cases either being dismissed or not being prosecuted while victims' families are left without explanation. The Post-Dispatch is reporting Bailey's office is not opposing the request, but said that since Torbitsky had already heard arguments on Gardner's motion to dismiss the lawsuit, he should rule on that before he goes. The average life expectancy in Missouri has dropped to the lowest age in 40 years, according to the State Department of Health and Senior Services. The life expectancy in 2021, the year with the most recent data, dropped to 74.6 years old. That's three years younger than a decade ago. Health department officials point to COVID-19, an increase in homicides and overdose deaths as reason for the continued drop. Linnell Phillips is the vice president of the Missouri Public Health Association. She says Missouri has the lowest amount of per capita public health spending in the country, and that's also affecting how long people live. That has shown to definitely affect issues like life expectancy and infant mortality when you don't have that emphasis on prevention and primary care. The state is ranked 40th nationwide for life expectancy, according to the CDC. A federal judge in the Commonwealth Edison bribery trial resumes deliberations today. Dave McKinney has more. Jurors in the trial of four former ComEd executives and lobbyists accused of bribing one-time House Speaker Michael Madigan didn't reach a verdict last week. The seven-woman, five-man jury has spent nearly 14 hours over three days weighing the evidence. Prosecutors relied on roughly 140 audio and video recordings and testimony from a government mole in building their case. They say the defendants paid off Madigan with no work contracts for his supporters. 
It was part of an alleged strategy to enhance ComEd's legislative fortunes. Former ComEd CEO Ann Promajori and one-time company lobbyist John Hooker both testified in their own defense, repeatedly insisting they never bribe Madigan. This is Dave McKinney. An incumbent congressman who represents part of the Metro East says he's ready to take on all GOP comers in next year's election. Congressman Mike Bost represents Illinois' 12th district, one of the most Republican-leading congressional districts in the state. Politico reported that Darren Bailey, the GOP nominee for Illinois governor in 2022, may be considering running against Bost in the primary. Bost says he's ready to convince Southern Illinois voters that he should remain in his post. I've never feared anyone running against me. This is a process that, that is great because the people can run. But let me tell you this, I've got a great relationship with President Trump. Uh, the only thing that President Trump and I ever disagreed on was letting Rod Bogoyevich out of jail. Bost was a guest on Politically Speaking. It's typical for schools to include some Native American history in their lessons. But many indigenous people say in Illinois that education is incomplete and possibly inaccurate. A bill at the Illinois State Capitol wants to change that by requiring schools to teach a unit in Native American history. Susie Ahn reports. Last May, Megan Bang's son was not allowed to walk across the stage to receive his high school diploma in Evanston. My son was the first male in our family to graduate from high school. He has aunties and uncles who went to boarding school, and his grandpa, who was a boarding school survivor, was there. He would have seen his first grandson graduate from high school. Indian boarding schools were meant to eliminate indigenous traditions and replace them with mainstream American culture. Bang's son, who is Ojibwe and Navajo, added an eagle feather and traditional beading to his cap and gown to honor the elders of his family who survived those abuses. But he was told it was inappropriate at the graduation ceremony. My son was torn up about it because two of the people who did it literally, you know, he was like, Mom, one of them is a security guard who I talk to all the time. They're good people. They just have no idea. School officials apologized soon after the graduation. Bang is part of Jibwe and is a professor at Northwestern University and the director of the Center for Native American Indigenous Research there. She says the incident was emblematic of what indigenous people face today. At the root of the problem is a lack of education. The United States is on our territories, built on our genocide, and our school systems currently are undereducating, if not miseducating, about Native peoples and can't really run a just democracy unless you understand that. She says about half the states in the country have a requirement to teach about Native people, but many of those lessons focus on the pre-1900s era. Students are left with a notion that Native Americans are from a long time ago. A bill that recently passed the Illinois House is now being considered in the Senate. It would require public school districts to teach a unit of Native American education. It would be up to schools to decide how they structure that. We're flanking the issue that's deal with history in itself and making sure our young people understand uh, Native American history beyond what they see on TV. Representative Maurice West of Rockford is the bill's chief sponsor. Some lawmakers questioned the bill during a floor debate in the House last month and wanted changes. Would a curriculum inaccurately portray Christopher Columbus? Would schools have control over the curriculum? We are desensitized when it comes to a certain community of people. And so, no, I'm not going to change this bill in the Senate. Andrew Johnson is the executive director of the Native American Chamber of Commerce of Illinois. He was part of the group that helped craft the bill. He says if it passes, a Native American council will put together resources for the most accurate curriculum. 
He hopes schools will use those materials since it'll be up to districts to structure the lessons. One of the things that we really found very important is for the educators to unlearn what they had learned themselves. And the other is to provide the proper resources for them to use in their curriculum. Megan Bang, the Evanston professor, also helped craft the bill. She says people don't realize the Chicago area has one of the largest urban populations of Native people. Yet, there are no federally recognized tribes, which would give them some protections and benefits. Because there's no federally recognized tribes, there's currently no infrastructure for the state to have to think about Indigenous peoples. Um, And I think that's why we are where we are. Bang says she's seeing some positive moves. Another bill that passed the state Senate ensures students can wear items of cultural or religious significance, a direct response to her son's experience. If the Native American education bill passes, schools would begin teaching the units in the 2024-25 school year. It makes it possible for people to see the beauty of our communities beyond the histories of harm, too. Our kids deserve that. They deserve the right to be able to be proud of who they are and to imagine our future without it only being about a very narrow battle. She says the legislation does not go far enough, but it's a start. I'm Susie Ahn. That piece came to us from member station WBEZ in Chicago. Ashley Lisenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Jonathan All, in for Wayne Pratt, who will be back tomorrow. And from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.